I'm a boss. I play the shots. Huh. I call the cops. Yeah. Hey. All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Hatchest Way Boss Talk. Oh edition um i'm answering questions from you guys so thank you guys for submitting the questions i'm gonna answer them right now live on the air from josiah what's up josiah how to retire by age 30 we spoke about this by age 30 through 35 for someone getting out of high school let's say that someone isn't going to go to college high school 18 you have this thing that only younger people have or, or the younger the better you have it's called compound interest one of the best forms of passive income that people don't talk about it and you know why people don't talk about it because it's slow and boring but you're going to get old and the older you get the more you want to have your money work for you so you need to have your money work for you but this is really hard to get younger people to get because it's just, and I've been there, it's just so hard to think about 30, 35, 40 when you're 18, 20, and 25. Just trust me on this one, right? Trust the experts, trust the data. What would I do to retire at 30, 35 if I was 18, getting out of high school and I'm not going to college? I would do whatever I had to do legally and ethically, of course, to get into multifamily two through four unit property. Shout out to Julian Gordon and Henry Washington. The simplest way to become a millionaire from what I've seen and from what my friends have done has become two through four unit properties through multifamily real estate investing. You could use the FHA model, which is three and a half percent down, 580, 600, 660 FICO score. You live in one unit, rent out the rest, live hopefully rent or mortgage free, or maybe paying a little bit, and you repeat the cycle as often as possible. So let's just say you're 22, you have an average job, nothing too crazy. Let's say that you work at FedEx, right? Honest good paying job, but you won't get rich working at FedEx most times. But in most parts of the country, you might be making enough money for you to get a mortgage for a two to four unit property. So let's say that you, the property costs 350, you put down about 15 grand or so. It's a three unit property, about $3,000 a month. One tenant pays 15, one tenant pays 17. You are now getting paid $200 a month to live in your unit. Now let's say that you do that three more times before you're the age of 28. Let's say that the prop, each property has gone up $150,000 in value. Let's say that you've been able to save $60,000 in rental income. So 60 grand on deck, 150 plus 150, $300,000 in equity, 60 grand on deck. You're 28 years old. Let's say along the way as well, you've been putting, you've been maxing out your Roth IRA. Now I'm not an expert on this stuff, so I can tell you which fund to invest in, but you can talk to an expert about that or like professional about that. But I just know the numbers and I've seen the data. So you've been maxing out your Roth IRA since the age of 20. You have $300,000 in equity, $60,000 in rental income that you stashed away. You have a total with equity, with cash on hand, with the Roth IRA of about $450,000 on deck at the age of 28. You're still 28. Now let's say that you get a big property now, right? You do some cash out refinances, some lines of credits. You go buy an eight unit or a 16 unit building, right? You still own the other properties. You're just borrowing the money from those properties to put down the building. Now that building nets you to say, 5k a month net net profits now you have the option to leave the job at fedex live off the rental income and rock out if you have 5k net profits coming in equity in the other properties cash on deck roth ira on deck let's say you even got some amazon some google some apple stocks in there now you're pushing 30 you didn't go to college you don't have a crazy amount of bad debt most of your debt is all through mortgages. You have a whole different life at 30 by doing simple stuff. You didn't do anything crazy. You just took strategic, consistent, simple action. And now you have a portfolio worth 
over half a million dollars, your money working for you, and you didn't go to college. Now, I don't not college. I'm just answering this question for Josiah, who said, what if we don't go? Right. Next question is, someone asked me, uh, Sunshine, hey, Sunshine, how much E&O insurance, that's Arizona Emissions Insurance for our notary people, do you need to start? Is $25,000 a good number? So Arizona Emissions Insurance, that's to help you in, in, in case you need legal assistance, in case you make an error as a mobile notary public, in case you're sued. Now, I might know two people over the, <laughs> over the years who have had to use it, so you probably won't need it, right? But it is always good to have it. So I'm always going to give this, I'm most of the time going to give this answer when answering these kind of questions is start with what you have, increase what you need to as you go along. So my recommendation is $100,000 E&O insurance, but $25,000 is a start. It's good. Start. Start with what you have. So yes, Sunshine, $25,000 is a good number to start out with E&O insurance. Whatever you guys got going on, start with what you got. This isn't school where you have to be perfect when you start. You just have to be good enough, right? And get better. Um, wait, Bruce, hey Bruce, I'm waiting on my paperwork. What's next? Study, study the course material. You submit your application in, Bruce, thank you. Good job. Study, study the course material. Learn how to notarize wills, affidavits, and power of attorneys. Great place to start because those three documents alone will help you make $500 or so your first couple weeks in business if you're marketing correctly. All right, that is it for this episode of Boss Talk. Oh, Brother Dre, peace.